Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Quick Resume, episode three, everybody. Uh, my name is Deck, um, and I'm joined by my handsome co-host today, Tim. How are we today? Um, I'm good. I mean, I'll just have to take your uh, word for it that I'm handsome. They can't see me, but that's true. At least we in my, in my our technology isn't there yet. <laughs> we're yeah. uh we're pretty handsome uh but yeah no i'm good i'm good um Great. as always it's a friday and um pretty uh pretty excited to do this episode so you know it's, i can't complain it's, a, it's the time of the week to to resume to our regular xbox scheduling to quickly resume i yeah. tried to plug it in the first 20 seconds yeah <laughs> To poor effect. Well, if if you're watching on YouTube, which you probably are, because I can I know by the statistics that that nobody's watching on or listening on Spotify. So if you are, I'm hoping to have a snazzy new effect on YouTube. Um, so it should be a nice little bouncy effect that's going up and down with my voice. Um, if it's not there, then something went fucking wrong and I couldn't figure it out. Uh, if it is there, then you definitely should hear like because that means I figured it out. Um, so I just wanted to um, put myself put my neck on the line there to sort of make sure that it's um, all in place for for the YouTube video hopefully so okay. there's a few bits of bobs I want to go over this week um, it's been a pretty eventful week to be honest it's just the, the cadence that of kind of the news from the Xbox side has been pretty consistent and pretty good to be honest um, but I think you know like we did with last week I it's um, I wanted to ask if there's anything you've been playing this week Tim I mean I know you've been playing a, a few bits of bobs but I wanted to hear a bit about it uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, as always, the uh, the Apex Legends grind is is continuous um, mm. on a day to day basis at the moment. Um, but apart from that, with with all the Bethesda stuff sort of happening recently and it going through and everything coming to Games Pass and everything, I did. Uh, I have um, been playing the Evil Within again. So that's. Um, <laughs> it's been it's been very interesting you're gonna have to walk me through what is the evil within for like explain it like i'm four it's well you can, i can't really explain the plot one the plot is just really weird and well, what's very the premise? out there um well i mean i'm sure you know it's like a survival horror game i, I know um, literally nothing about it i really don't know anything it, about it yeah so it's like a survival horror game um quite slow paced um it's a third thing yeah yes yeah it's third person yeah and the the shooting is sort of like the over the shoulder like i don't know if you've seen the most recent resident evil remakes and uh mm-hmm. resident evil 4 uh-huh. and stuff like that yeah it's a very similar sort of camera angle to that um, okay and yeah so it's it's and obviously it's taken quite a lot of direction from that because i think that I, I don't know the guy's name but the guy who um like directed or had a large hand in the first resident evil did um help develop the evil within as well so it definitely does take elements from that and it's like puzzle solving and it's very you know use your environment to kill your enemies and stuff like that it's quite um it's quite cool like that um but yeah mm. so yeah I've, I've been diving back into that um because i did play some of it but didn't complete it um a while back and, and yeah it's really it? good 
Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, I have to admit, uh, I mean, I, I think I said this to you earlier in the week as well. It does, it definitely does not feel like a 2014 game, which I think Age is when well. it came out. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it's just because they, because of this grainy effect they went for with the graphics and, you know, there's a decent, there's motion blur and stuff like that. It's not crazy. It's not like sickly motion blur, but I think all that sort of stuff kind of helps the game age quite well um it doesn't look mm. that bad because you're not like overly focusing on textures like up close and really zooming in on stuff um and it just has a really good atmosphere the game like it, mm. it builds atmosphere very well with lighting and just all the areas you walk through is very tight and claustrophobic and yeah uh, and stuff like that and yeah it definitely when i looked at it and i was like 2014 i was like it, it i didn't think it was that old um yeah but yeah, no, it's, it's it's definitely one of my um, it's definitely a quite an underrated title from the. It's, it's one of those ones that makes you feel old, doesn't it? When when you play it. Oh yeah, I mean, for sure. We we say that as young whippersnappers at twenty six, but yeah, like, it it doesn't matter. Like that's seven years ago, and that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's bonkers. And I'm it's glad so you know I'm glad you brought a lot of that up because I've got a lot of thoughts about some of that as well. You know, like um, some of the stuff aging quite well or or not well and um especially mm. with some of these Bethesda games, which we'll get around to. So like, what's your, like, now that you're playing it, um, I don't know, I guess you're playing it um, again, but like, what, what what's kind of your like score at the moment? Like, what would you give the Evil Within playing it? Um, um, playing it right now, I'd probably give it like, I'd probably give it like a seven and a half, maybe, maybe approaching an eight. Because um, I do like to, um, play it in an atmosphere that's good as well. Like I shut the blinds and become like a proper gremlin and sit <laughs> sit in a dark room and play it. Yeah. And I think all that sort of stuff does enhance um, how the game's played as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd give it a good seven and a half, eight out of 10. Um, and it's quite interesting as well because uh, I heard that the sequel, which I've never played, um, pretty much just did everything better from the original. Um, and it was quite highly rated, I think. I, I, I don't know the review scores he got off the top of my head, but I think it was quite highly rated. Mm. Um, and people I, I, basically just said it was just an improvement overall on the original. For, for some reason, I have it in my head that Evil Within 2 is one of those ones that is was critically received better. No, I don't... Do you know what? I don't know. I, I, in my head, people like didn't think the second one caught the essence of what the first one was going for, but... I, I feel like I've got that in my head. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it was like received better critically or maybe it just didn't do as well commercially. I don't know. I've got it in my head that in, on some metric, it didn't do as well as the first. I don't know what metric that one was. I think I think it did just in in pretty much every premise. It did. Do, yeah, you think it was just it, a straight improvement? It, it did do better, yeah. yeah okay. um, and yeah, the first one was slated because its story was a bit... I don't know. The story didn't really make sense. It It's very... Um, it's very hard to follow and very disjointed, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's good. I'm enjoying it, um, mm. and I'm quite excited to play the sequel when it does finally um, come over onto Games Pass, which I'm not really sure when. But um, but yeah, no, and I'll probably be playing some more some more Evil Within tonight as well. So, but yeah, that and uh, Apex is sort of. I've been wanting to dive back into Prey as well, but I haven't had a chance. I kind of mm. went for the Evil Within, which is weird because it's not even one of the ones which we'll get onto um, that actually got you know the FPS boost. But 
I just got drawn to it. I don't know. I was just like, I kind of want to play that again. It's in been a mood. while since I played a horror game. I enjoy a horror game. In the mood for a spook. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I do enjoy a, a horror game. So, mm. um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's been a yeah, that's been me. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's um, there's yeah, there's a couple of things there. I mean, like I've got, I mean, obviously that's a nice way to sort of segue into obviously this week at the beginning of this week you know this is this is old news by the time you're hearing this podcast but um we had the frame rate boost announced for for a bunch of titles well a bunch of bethesda titles um we had fallout 4 we had fallout 76 um and its newest update steel dawn uh we had skyrim we had prey and we had dishonored uh definitive edition um which is obviously why um tim there was saying that he's um gone back to play evil within which is one of the few titles which wasn't it's like seemingly one of the few franchises, at least, which hasn't received the boost that wasn't already 60. Um, so, yeah, it is a shame. And like you said, the second one, that isn't quite yet on Games Pass, but I'm you know, dead sure it will be. We spoke about this a bit last week. Um, and I don't know if the second one even runs at 60 or not, but if, if it if it doesn't, hopefully that swings in with a, with a frame rate boost as well. I would have thought it probably would, to be honest, because it's, it, it's one of the newer ones. And I feel like the, the FPF... Boost they gave for like Fallout and then Fallout 76. I feel like they've generally gone for like the, the, the more newer titles. I mean, what was the other one? They did Skyrim, and obviously they were always going to do Skyrim, but Prey Skyrim is one of, their... of the oldest there. Yeah, and Prey is another like sort of new title. So they've taken all the sort of latest installments in their sort of franchises and stuff like that and given them an FPS boost. So I'd like to mm. think that Evil Within 2 probably would come with one. I don't mm. think it was 60 on launch. Nothing back then was. No, I can't, uh, I can't it, imagine it would have, for a horror game as well. Like they're always yeah. going to choose like resolution and like atmosphere, aren't they? Like better yeah, texture and sure. shit. So yeah, it doesn't make sense really. Yeah. Um, flying around a, like 60 frames trying to fucking no scope everybody. I just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be choosing 60 FPS if I had to and I was a developer. Um, yeah. but yeah so I mean yeah that that's all really really cool it's um I mean com- coming off the back of that I've obviously been playing um, a lot of Fallout 4 this week we've been playing obviously we've been playing Apex together bashing our heads against a wall against diamonds <laughs> and mm-hmm. making very s- small progress sort of climbing up that ladder but other than that um, I've been playing Fallout 4 because uh, I've never really played a Fallout game I know I I tried New Vegas back in the day and that was like the first time that I ever really dipped my toes into a Fallout game. Um, and I just couldn't get into it. Like, I played the first hour, and I don't know what it was. I don't, I don't know if that was just me being a little um, cod boy at the time. <laughs> a little cod boy fuck boy. Um, and being used to, like, the smoothness of that franchise. So then going to, like, a, a first... When did New Vegas even come out? Did that come out after Skyrim? I want to say it was, like... It was... No, 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 no. no. Before Skyrim? Yeah, it was before, before Skyrim. Yeah. Pretty, um, pretty sure it was, like, 2008, maybe. Vegas 2010 so so it was like a full year for full one year so and i played it after the fact so i did play it a couple of years late uh but yeah i just couldn't get into it for some reason i, I guess it was because i've always had this real problem with um shooters competitive shooters don't have this problem because they generally make them very very clean and um and easy to use and fun to use but like rpgs that are shooters or whatever tend to be a bit clunkier and you can feel it immediately and new vegas was one of those things that you pick up the controller and you're like <laughs> it's horrible you know it feels like you're aiming with a broken bottle and you know your your dude's a robot like glitching from left to right it just really didn't feel nice um mm-hmm. but this is why i think 
I was quite excited to see Fallout 4 come with a frame rate boost because I know as well that Bethesda sort of did a big step up on a lot of their first person, like between Fallout 3 and 4, I've heard anyway, there was a big step up in like their engine and and they got a lot of the guys from Eardova to like clean up from it to take the other developer at Bethesda to to clean up uh, a lot of the shooting mechanics in their like mainline games. Um, That's why, you know, Prey feels a bit clunky, but it feels better than like the older Bethesda titles and Fallout yeah. 4 feels pretty good and it feels very good actually to be honest at, at 60. It's one of those things with, with shooters I really struggle to pick them up at 30 nowadays um, especially if they're not already feeling really really like top tier smooth. You know imagine if Doom 2016 played a 30 FPS it was just yeah peel yeah. my skin off. It's kind of like mandatory for just especially the FPS genre just to be 60 these days. Like exactly. like you said, like a horror a horror developer might choose uh, to to go with 30 and super great textures and um, graphics and stuff like that over over the frame rate. But yeah, for for first person shooters, I feel like 60 is just standard. You know. Yeah, it it does really need to be, and I'm glad we're getting to that point. We seem to be getting to that point anyway where we're finally getting consoles powerful enough to like just out of the gate be delivering at 60 like we'll do with an example but and, um, to be fair i know the first doom was in 2016 and that was would have been on they managed to do it on basic xbox one and playstation 4 which is an absolute miracle i don't know how they managed to do that but they did um but you know we are moving in that direction um so it's yeah i, I mean hopefully that is becoming more and more of the standard but it's um it's making a huge difference to the way I'm playing Fallout 4 for sure. And this is the other thing as well. A lot of a lot of RPG, I think I was saying this the other day, a lot of RPG first-person shooters, Bethesda has like a monopoly on that space. Nobody else does them. Uh, because yeah. like when I was watching like the history of a lot of it um, the other week and, you know, they were having the talk about um, bringing shooters to and like Morrowind and everything to like console and they were like you know nobody's going to play this because obviously like the history of shooters used to be on PC and I don't know what it is about Bethesda but they they always have really tight field of views and that makes it so much harder I feel like especially if you're used to competitive games where like you want to whip that bad boy you know up to 100 straight out you know so your mm. eyes are on like your temples by your ears um, mm. and you can actually see like 100 degrees um, <laughs> yeah. And so, I and Fallout 4 does have this problem. The settings are pretty bad in Fallout 4, to be honest. They are quite... Like, we've moved... It's it's funny seeing Fallout 4 compared to, like, the settings you get with a lot of games nowadays, especially single-player games. You have, like, loads of settings, like, field of view options, uh, like, loads of various, like, sensitivity options. Fallout 4 is just, like, a couple of things here and there. So, the field of view has been a bit of a pain, but playing at 60 more than makes up for it, and, and the gunplay feels... It feels pretty good. It's really, it's really nice to play, to be honest. Um, and I'm having a great time, you know, given that it's my first, like I said, my first time that I've actually managed to get into a Fallout game. Um, I can see why the the series has the appeal it does. And I was looking into this the other day, and Fallout has Fallout. I can't. What was it? There's like again, there's like some metric that Fallout Four is more popular in than the Elder Scrolls. And I don't know if it's overall sales. I don't know if it's like critical popularity i don't know what it is money made from the franchise i don't know mm. but there which has just really surprised me because in my head and maybe it's just like how old we are and like how we were at the time when skyrim came out that that's just like i think of that in my head as like one of the biggest game launches ever and fallout yeah. 3 was just before skyrim i think yeah well it was no it would have been it was before new vegas so it would have been probably a couple oh, yeah, of years of maybe a few years before skyrim 
Yeah, of course. Uh, maybe that was the 2008 title I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Fallout 3 2008. So, so that, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess that, that makes sense. So it's just kind of this thing of, and also I didn't, because you know that kind of thing happens with games where sometimes like no matter if a game is really good if there's something if there's like one little if there's something wrong gamers will tell you about it they'll scream about it and they won't stop they'll screech and they'll screech and they won't stop um because in my like in my head i was like fallout 4 as, as like a bad rep right and i think everybody you know anybody who's who's this invested in gaming used to be watching this podcast is probably also feels the same like, whether you've played it or not like but I, like before i started playing i had a look and it's on like an 87 on metacritic or something yeah. um and you know it's, it's only because it has like a bit of bad baggage attached to it in terms of like probably a bit of a buggy launch the whole um thing that we spoke about in the first episode about um the, the legal issues with the creation club for the modding um yeah. and like there was a bit I, I know in the reviews there was like a bit of um criticism like legit criticism around the, the game having like a fully voiced protagonist and therefore it was a bit, the dialogue options were a bit more restrictive, but I, yeah, you know, I've got to say I'm having a main, blast. Yeah. That, that, that blast. was, that was the main complaint from, from well myself and everyone else that I know that played fallout uh, four as well was, yeah, it was just a limited dialogue options compared to what you previously had. Um, mm. And then it's just also, I feel like they just crammed a bit too much of the settlement stuff down your throat. Like I don't really want to build a settlement. I kind of just want to roam. I have a like, with it. Yeah, but you'll nothing. It kind of comes back. Nothing. But. Well, maybe no, nothing. Nothing's forced me to go and do anything with it. Um, mm. I went. I think I went and built a bench because I wanted to put a load of yeah. duct tape in there to save it for later. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> uh, that, that's it. literally it. Um, but like I haven't bothered you. I, I don't really care about that. I'm, I'm sure some people will do, but yeah, yeah. Um, but it's um, yeah, it's been good. And to be honest, like in terms of like the bra- the branching dialogue stuff, I I don't know. I've always been a bit of a weird place for that because I guess there I, there are some times where there's been like dialogue options, and I've been like, mm, like I don't feel like that was like I would have gotten that answer no matter which um, option I chose. But then there there are times where I don't feel like that is the case, and I have gotten a genuinely different response because some of the answers that are provided are, are so different. Um, I don't know. I guess I, at the point I'm at, the like the pro of having a voice for protagonist, I feel like is quite good. I'm I I'm I don't really like silent protagonists, to be honest. I yeah. I, I don't know if there's a crowd out there. I feel like it's quite archaic. Like we're past we're past the days of silent Master Chief and and things like that. Like nobody really does that anymore. You know, like even Halo. Like Master Chief speaks now. I know he spoke before, but like he actually has a personality. Um, mm. and I, I you know. I, I guess what's the other one like Doomslayer? I guess is maybe quiet. He grunts every now and then, but even he's got a bit of. I I don't know. I feel like it's, it's a bit of an old thing that we've kind of moved past, like the silent protagonist. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I agree, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why you actually don't, um, you don't mind Fallout Four. And I, I guess mean, Skyrim. Not not like, not to say that Fallout Four is a bad game. Fallout Four is a great game, but like you don't mind it, and you don't agree with the the, the critiques as as much as you um, as much as you should. And I think that's because you you didn't really play the the Fallout Three in New Vegas too much, no. um, which is where they had the silent protagonist did all that. And I think because you didn't 
play those games to death and really enjoy them, which I did. Um, I think you don't quite have that same bond to it. So you just see it as this new, like, hey, I don't mind that the character has a voice and has less dialogue options and stuff because it's kind of like, it's kind of all you've experienced from the genre in, mm. in, in that way. But I, yeah, it doesn't annoy me that much, to be honest. I, I, I wasn't playing Fallout 4 and just like, man, I wish I had five more options to choose here. Yeah. Um, mo- it was it was fine. Like, I, I didn't really have an issue with it. Yeah. Um, and I quite enjoyed Fallout 4. At no point was I just like, oh man, this is, you know, substantially worse than 3 or New Vegas or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and man, maybe I'm not a die diehard fan and I don't follow those games quite that much. I mean, I did Fallout New Vegas once and Fallout 3 a few times, but like, yeah, I wouldn't call myself a diehard fan. So maybe it didn't quite hit me the way it hit others. Mm. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I guess some other ones are like, just the top of my head, like to build on, on the back of what you're saying. Because like, there have been, now that I think about it, like, I've got, like, obviously, yeah, like, like I said, Skyrim, like Dovekin, silent protagonist. And the other one is that I can think of, as much as it is kind of a, I don't want it's not Fallout clone, but it's heavily inspired by it, is The Outer Worlds. That was, he was silent, wasn't he? Yeah. And yeah. that was very much like I think a lot of the um, praise that that game got was for like good branching dialogue and um and the dialogue yeah. was really good but don't get me wrong this i always feel a bit empty i feel like a bit of a shell when i'm playing someone who doesn't speak like yeah the text is there and i can read it and that's great haha <laughs> that's funny and i click it but it, it just feels a bit i don't know mm. i mean i wonder if there's a way because it must be absolutely maddening to go through all these dialogue options and have to record all of them but i don't i feel like sometimes having the voice protagonist is more than enough for me to like outweigh the costs of having like really, really wildly branching dialogue, you know, mm-hmm. I guess if it's more focused, I, yeah, I don't know, I guess, but it's, I, I yeah. agree. Yeah. I, 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 I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I think most of the dialogue options that are presented to you, people would naturally not choose half of them anyway. Most people yeah. actually go down, the the most common few choices uh regardless which you probably find are still in fallout 4 and those sort of games yeah um, it's only if you just wanted to be that extra bit spicy and climb into bed with somebody <laughs> yeah. maybe that's not quite there for you <laughs> yeah but, yeah Definitely. it's yeah 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 it's sick though yeah i'm having a really good time i, I and also like you said with evil within you didn't realize that's 2014 fallout Five was 2015, which really surprised me. In my head, I thought it was like 2018. Four, yeah, yeah oh, sorry, yeah, Fallout, Fallout 4. Um, spoilers. No. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. That, that made me feel old. Because I was like, yeah, I really didn't feel like it was, it was that old. And, and it does, I think, some of the parts of the game haven't aged well. Like the textures, like Bethesda have always been a bit behind on like yeah. animations and textures. Um, so, at, you know, as excited as I am for Bethesda to join Xbox, they're, you know, they're not a perfect, <laughs> they don't create perfect games. They do have oh, their no. hitches every now and then. But I think, I think this is part of what everyone's got, got, uh, got them excited about it, isn't it? It's that all of these hitches and bugs and maybe aged, uh, things like textures and animations that they usually come with can be ironed out a bit now uh, because they have a bit more time. They've got a bit more of a safety net um, with, with the backing of Xbox. So I think a lot of people find that exciting. Um, but yes, uh, in terms of Fallout 4, it's um, gunplay's age pretty well. The game, generally the game, I feel like is it, now that I'm into it, it feels 
absolutely fine. It feels great. But some of the textures, like, you, you know, when I am being a total twat and I'm going up to a wall to look at how good the textures yeah, are or how exactly. bad they are, they, it, some of it is quite, quite poor. Um, and, you know, it's fine because you don't notice most of the time, but there are every now and again, something will catch your eye and it's kind of, it can be a bit emotion breaking because you're like, I can't, I can count pixels. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But there was this weird thing, sort of, I guess, tying it back into the frame rate boost. Um, for Fallout 4 and for Fallout 76, they had to make a compromise on, like, when you've got the frame rate boost activated, it drops the resolution a bit on those two games. It's only on those two games, on Skyrim, Prey, and Dishonored, that doesn't happen. Um, mm. Usually they're running at, at 4K because they're, they're being upscaled by the hardware, uh, but it drops it down to 1080. Um, and it does look softer. You know, I think after you're used to playing in 4K on every game, things do look softer. Uh, but, you know, it's not it's not a game breaker. And of course, I'm like absolutely going to be choosing 60 frames over that every time because in motion, it just it looks twice as good. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's um, it's just a bit of a funny compromise. And, and like people are doing this. I think that this was on the notes somewhere, but it's um, people have been doing this thing where they've been because they say to turn the frame rate boost on, close the game, going to manage uh games and apps turn it on and then reopen the game but if you turn it on mid game this weird like middle like this weird uh, limbo kind of occurs where you <laughs> like purgatory where the game runs higher than 30 so it's almost like it's unlocked it's of course it's not because that's not how the tech is doing it but it, it maintains 4k so the game will still hitch and fluctuate but it's higher it's somewhere between four, I think Digital Foundry did a breakdown on this, but it's between like forty-five and fifty-five frames. So really weird how that works, but it's um, that is weird. Yeah, but it, it's it's odd that these are some games that they're you know it, they have to make the compromise for, and I'm wondering if we'll see any more like that in the future. But you know, nonetheless, choice is choice, and that's always going to win out. Um, but um, just one of those weird things. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that that is really weird. I didn't I didn't know that was a thing. Mm. Um, it definitely sounds uh interesting because there is um, a, like a, at one point when i heard about it i was like oh maybe i don't want that like maybe i want to play the game in 4k especially because it looks so dated so i turned it off like booted back up had a, i felt sick <laughs> i felt sick um god you know it's just it's just that thing isn't it like you if you're playing for 30 frames for long enough like if you've sat down and you've played it for half an hour and you've got past that you're like okay this is fine but like mm-hmm. when you initially go from like a 60 frames game to a 30 game it just feels like you're, you're in like a powerpoint presentation doesn't it it's horrible oh yeah it's it's so weird um it's it's yeah i mean i've been playing uh the evil within and obviously yeah that's that's not 60 uh, and then I play that, and then you ping me an invite, and we start playing Apex, and I'm just like, oh, my yeah, hair's been like blown yeah. back. Like, <laughs> I'm literally just like, what Look is Look at this? all those frames! <laughs> Everything's so slippery, and like, just, I don't know, it's crazy. Um, yeah. But it's never been quite as as uh, jarring to me. Like, I, I didn't boot up Evil Within, and I was just like, ugh, like, I felt like physically sick. Fucking hate like, it. But, 60 is glorious regardless um i fucking hate yeah. it yeah mm. yeah well that's fun that's my experience with fallout and, and um frame rate boost so far and i guess the other things i wanted to say is for, for evil within are you i'm guessing your game is loading really fucking quick so quick yeah which is one of the complaints it had um when it was reviewed was the fact yeah was the fact that it was it's a really tough game um evil within i am playing at the hardest difficulty as well like it's it's a very very tough game 
uh, and it auto saves. You've only got manual saves when you go to upgrade yourself, sort of like you go to an area, sort of Dark Souls style, and oh, then no. you you sit down in a chair and it squeezes your brain, and that's how you that's how you upgrade your points. Well, that's how but, I upgrade in real life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's pretty realistic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and those are when you can do manual saves. Apart from that, the game is all auto saved. So and it it was criticised for having really weird checkpoints. Like sometimes it would be like a checkpoint and a minute later a checkpoint and then sometimes you didn't have a checkpoint for like 30 minutes and it was like a really tough part. And and if you died, which was likely on the first go, yeah, you had to sit there for like two minutes of loading, load back in, do that 30 minute segment again. And then if you died, it was another two minutes. But now it's just like, I feel like, I feel like they added checkpoints. Maybe it's like a post patch. I haven't had a checkpoint issue. Um, Maybe it's something they patched in a while ago. Like even in the game's life cycle back in 2014, maybe they patched it in later into the release. Mm. Um, but yeah, the load times are just instant. I, I die and I'm back. Like it's crazy. Uh, it's, mm. it's it's yeah. awesome and I love it. Yeah, it's it's so so cool. It's um it's really really trans transformative and it's like I say yeah, it's the same thing with Prey. Even Dishonored had this problem as well, where like. Praise a pretty hard game as well, and and for the games, the sort of games that Bethesda makes and are really fucking good at, where they make these sort of sandboxes and they encourage you to go out and explore and like experiment and you know this sort of stuff. I always felt that this was a real uh, mark against you know their their games is that you know yeah I can experiment if I want if I want to sit for five minutes in a loading screen you know every if I want half my playtime to be staring at actually yeah. like a spinning dragonborn you know it's like I don't want to be doing that so. You know, a lot of people have been saying this about Prey as well. It's Prey's getting a lot of attention now, actually, um, which is really nice um, because a lot of people found that the combat was a bit clunky and obviously the 60 frames really helps with that, um, like the smoothness of, of then the response and everything, but also because of the loading times. Um, mm-hmm. And like, they, they do that, these hub areas um, with Prey, of course, don't they? Um, and I found exactly the same thing with Fallout 4. Like, it's, it's absolutely crazy. You know, like a fast travel is like, it's two seconds, you know, because it's still... It's like Skyrim, isn't it? You, know, you go to a house and instead of opening the doors and going in, you cut to a loading screen for a second. Uh, and, and in this case, it is literally, it's it's one, it's somewhere between one and two seconds and it's it's great. You yeah. die and you're straight back in. It's it's really awesome. It's, um, you sometimes yeah. you do like instinctively like put your controller down. You're like, oh fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's stuff you wouldn't notice. And like back when we were playing this stuff in 2014, like you wouldn't notice that sort of thing. You know, the load time was the load time. But mm. now it's just like, yeah, it's just, it's so nice to have it. Uh, and it makes such a difference on your experience. Like r- regardless of, of the evil within not having a frame boost or, uh, an enhancement to resolution or anything like that just that extra quick loading and stuff like that it feels enhanced to me in yeah. in, in a small way i feel like i'm experiencing it on on a on a platform that you know plays it better yeah. um yeah it's it's crazy it's, it's cool. very cool yeah it's nice it doesn't break your suspension or anything sorry it doesn't break your immersion rather is what i mean um yeah. which is important in a game like that yeah, it is. It's so jarring when you have like long load times, especially on death. It is always something that irked me um, when, like, you know, the disincentive to die is having to sit bored on a load screen for for a yeah. minute and a half. And you don't um, take risks. It changes your exactly. gameplay as well. Exactly. Like, there are sometimes I'd just be like, "Oh, I'm going to kick over this explosive barrel and try and take out so many enemies at once." 
And I'm like, oh, if I fuck off, I'm, I'm loading for two minutes. Yeah. But it's just like, now I just give it a go. But before I would have just been like, I'm just going to sit back and shoot him in the head with a pistol. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Um, yeah, I, it changes the way you play. I had this exact thing earlier, actually, because I'm like, I'm playing like a sort of a bit of a character I wouldn't usually play um, in, in Fallout at the moment, you know, in terms of like the RPGs and like getting into your build and everything. And I'm just kind of like a really weak, scrawny, like non-charismatic, like I'm a fucking so meek but i'm really good with loads of guns and i'm really smart at it so i just shoot my way out of everything and so like i went into one of the cities earlier in fallout 4 like this is the like absolutely not usually how i'd play these sort of games um but because like you you can afford to take risks of the quick loading i was just this guy came up to me and he was like oh you know you need to pay money before you can come into the city and it's like he's obviously trying to rob me blind Mm. um and then the sheriff comes up and he was like, don't rob newcomers. You know, I told you not to. And then he starts turning around and be like, okay, I won't do it anymore. Pulled out my Mac and I just blew his head off. Oh, and like nice. everyone in the town around me like reacted to that. You know, they were like, cool, you can stay. Like they kind of like reacted positively to it. And it's just, it's one of those things. It's like, I would never have expected, like, I would never have done that because I wouldn't have known. Like if I shoot at him, if the rest of the town would have turned on me, like I just wouldn't have known. And in which case yeah. I would have been like, I'm not going to sit through three minutes of loading just, just to do that just to blow um, i'd just be like take the money and leave me alone you know yeah <laughs> i'd rather do that than load um, yeah <laughs> but it's great yeah like you say it, it really does and it, it, it will be interesting to see i think as we move into like the the gen if um these loading times will keep up with the like the more complex worlds because if we get to a point where like the worlds are more complex and then loading times are proportionally as com- like as long mm-hmm. then we can't you kind of lose that element again so like, it'll be interesting to see if they um if that yeah. happens or not yeah for sure yeah yeah that is quite an interesting point wicked uh yeah so that's i mean that's all of us this this um this week with bethesda um lots of stuff covered there um i was going to go into it a bit more but i think we can we can afford to do that over the, maybe the next few podcasts as we've gone into it quite deep there anyway yeah um yeah. is there anything else you wanted to go over before we sort of get into into the news mill for the week uh no no that's about it i mean that was a pretty long opening segment this is basically the uh the bethesda podcast the bethesda show what were you playing that was bethesda (laughs) this week um but yeah no 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 hey if todd wants to sponsor the show he can sponsor the show that's yeah well he did try no he did email me but i just said you know maybe sort of episode five or six or something if we're still playing your games Mm, we probably won't be yeah, we've got um, quite a lot of sponsors, actually. There's a lot of requests. Yeah, and it's just a fact, yeah. Anyway. Sneak, for example. Yeah, I would take Sneak <laughs> over Toddy any day. <laughs> over Toddy, yeah. Um, but yeah, Fantastic. no, I'm, I'm happy to uh, to move on. Cool. Well, I think as we... Um, one of the bigger bits of news last week was we had repeatedly... Well, not actually... Re- yeah, we did actually. We did have a repeatedly teased. Um, was by... Was it was a tease of what everyone thought was Outriders coming to Games Pass. Now, at the time, and yeah, I know, we all know it's already happened. That's Fake fine, news. Let me, just, let me just explain. I At the time, it was the Game Pass Xbox to it, having a fun time. You know, Melissa McGame Pass at it again. Um, and the email mentioned the, the two key words. I can't remember the whole tweet off the top of my head, but the two key words were Signal and Anomaly. And, you know, there were lots of speculations. People mentioned Stalker 2. Didn't, wouldn't really make sense though because Stalker 2 doesn't even have a launch window. People mentioned Mass Effect. Again, doesn't really make sense because that's part of the EA Play and there's a definitive edition coming out in the future anyway. Um, which I haven't played Mass Effect, so I'm just, that's just going what other people said. And then, of mm. course, the last one is Outriders. But 
that's a bit weird. Everybody thought that's a bit weird. It's, that's a triple A game from Square Enix. Square Enix hate Xbox, so there's no way that's happening. You know, yeah. next day rolls around, Outriders Day One on Games Pass. Less mm. than a month before launch. Crazy. Freaking what sort of strings do you have to pull to make that happen? <laughs> I don't know. It's I wonder crazy. if this was always the case and it just got delayed or if, you know, if Phil was literally, you know, like, oh, fuck, you know, this could actually be a pretty good one. And, you know, just yeah. called, it, called them up. People can fly to him and just... Got I, don't, I don't think it was something that was in place. I do I do feel like it was quite spontaneous. Last minute. Because, because why, why would they leave it so late to announce that? Because it's yeah. just like... Because, I mean, we were so close to pre-ordering it. And so were probably so many other people. So, like, you, you'd give more notice if this thing was coming to Games Pass. It just seems a bit weird to sort of, I don't know, do it so late when pre-orders mm. might have already come in and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. It's, I mean, that, that's, what, it. that's true. Yeah. But, but still, it's still like the inconvenience of it could have rubbed people the wrong way. Yeah. I, I just feel like this the way it happened, it did seem quite spontaneous. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe Philly's spider senses were tingling. Yeah. And he was just like, This game actually might be pretty good. Um and I, I do think it will be pretty good. And like I said, we were quite close to pre ordering it off our demo experience. Because um, mm-hmm. it definitely it's the sort of game we, we love. We have a group of friends, friends? A group friends. of friends to um YouTube <laughs> friends to play it with so yeah. we do enjoy those titles and yeah when that came i was just like sick sweet i just i was just playing outriders i guess no no commitment here yeah exactly. let's do it yeah so. uh, do you know what it, it makes me think it makes me think that they did the demo saw the metrics Oh, yeah, the demo went mental. It had, like, fucking so many downloads. Yeah. So and many players. I don't know what it is. They must... I don't know. I reckon they must have... Maybe it's, like, the amount of people who viewed it versus the amount of people who played it or something. Like, if they're getting a lot of views, maybe that's an indication of, like, oh, right, look how many people would be interested if the barrier to entry of, like, Games Pass was really low, you know, versus mm. the amount of people who played it. And a lot of people did play it. You know, I think somebody had said earlier today that in terms of the traffic that Outriders generated over the Square Enix event, it was just as high as um, Forsaken? Yeah, the Project Athea. Um, and what was the other big event? The Life is Strange. Um, it, like, it generated just as much. Uh, and this is a game that's been announced for a few years now, and everybody knows. So, like, that's quite... It's, it's, it's generating quite a lot of buzz, actually, for mm. what it is, considering that when people speak about it, usually, you know, it's mixed to good. You know, people are like, yeah. you know, oh, sorry, it looks shit. Uh, a lot of stuff looks kind of shit, but it was, it was fun. Loot looks fun. The powers are fun. Um, so it's kind of this, this funny... Yeah. I I think it's going to be one of those things that they must have looked at the stats somewhere and been like, actually, this game's probably going to score like 75, somewhere between 75 to 80. Um, and that's a good range to be putting something in Games Pass. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and based on based on the yeah, like you said, the metrics of how many downloads the demo has, you know, it's probably gonna, it's it's gonna get a lot of attention putting it on Games Pass because you probably find almost all Xbox consumers do have Games Pass, and if a large portion of them did play this demo, they're they're gonna download that and they're gonna play it, and they're gonna sink time into it, and that's good for for Games Pass, and it's good for um. People can fly who put it in and Square Enix and put it in. So it's just, it's kind of like a no risk sort of 
scenario for both parties, I think. Because, yeah. like, Philly's just like, it's a pretty good game. We're, we're, we're putting it in. Um, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a positive outlook on Games Pass, even more positive than Games Pass already is. And then Square Enix doesn't have to worry about, you know, people returns. people taking that leap from the demo to a pre-order. You know, like, was the demo good enough to to get a pre-order out of people is probably a, a large portion of their worries, at least from the Xbox platform, obviously mm. PlayStation and everything's going to be separate. But like, and I, I think they were genuinely worried about that because I don't think a lot of people did enjoy the demo that much. People wished the demo was a bit different or offered a bit more or didn't quite wet their whistle as much as they would have hoped. Jeez, um, what is that expression? Wet, wet their whistle. <laughs> It's my expression. I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm around. And and uh, and yeah. And I think they were just like sweet. They were just kind of given a hall pass. And they were just like, you know, let's just yeah. put it on Games Pass. We don't have to I mean, worry about all that crap. Is is there some point of like, why wouldn't you? Like, what what are the reasons you wouldn't put something on Games Pass? Uh, you know, I I guess outside of being like a a Titanic launch, like you know, for example, like the next. Well, I say the next Elder Scrolls, but, but that's going to be going against us. So let's say, like, um, you know, like a third-party AAA game. Uh, what's a big one that's coming up? I I can't even think of any um, this year. Um, AAA third-party. Yeah. Um, I'm literally blanking on anything that's coming out this year. Yeah, I mean, there'll be a fine. COD, right? Let's say that for example. Yeah. Just, and that's just to say your point. Yeah. Um, like, so outside of that sort of breed of like, you know they're going to make more money than Game Pass could make them, than the check from Microsoft could make them, unless it's, you know, unless they're trying to cut a very special deal. You know, it's kind of, you know, we scratch your back, you scratch ours kind of thing. Like, why don't you put your game on Games Pass? Uh, yeah, I mean... I genuinely don't. I, I can't think of any reasons why, as a developer who's making anything below a AAA behemoth established franchise, you wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, and I think that's... That's probably what they're thinking as well, which is why you're you're seeing stuff like this. And I, I I think we're going to see that a lot more often as well. I don't think Outriders will be, um, be the 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 one and only to do this. Are you an um, insider? You've heard of it course. first. <laughs> You've heard of it course. first. More I, actually, you're not the only one saying it. To be fair, some insiders have said that. So I'm on to you. Yeah. Um, that well, uh, we're going to be don't start. Help me, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to start seeing more um, uh, AAA games day and date um, on, on Games Pass, which is, you know, bonk. I mean, it's already bonkers as it is, um, but getting stuff on launch day is is a, a whole different story. Um, I was not expecting that. Crazy. No? Yeah. It was, uh, it was a very cool surprise, especially over the long Easter weekend. Boom. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I think very it's, nice. It's, um, it's just... It's one of those, especially with the new IPs, you know, new IPs don't sell that well, you know, despite what a lot of people, I know a lot of people love new IPs, but they generally mm. don't sell that well because, you know, the, most of the people in the market are not sure about it, um, really. So it's even better, even better for one of those things like Games Pass. So um, go Outriders. Hopefully it does well. And I know we're both looking forward to it, aren't we? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll be playing it. You'll you'll definitely hear our, our views on it and, oh, yeah. uh, and what we think of it and the addition it brings to uh, Games Pass. Yeah, for yeah, sure. With, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I did. I did just want to touch on as well because um, I, I did mention in passing earlier, but Xbox does have a weird relationship with Square Enix, so it's weird that it, it's weird that this happened at all. To be honest, like with, I, I mean, I know I think it's just because they're more aligned with PlayStation generally. Like for example, with Final Fantasy and now Project Athia, uh, Forspoken. Um, yeah. that's obviously like two years exclusive on PlayStation, so that they are quite cozy with Sony on a lot of things. So, um. I don't know. I guess it's you know companies like money, so they'll go to yeah, whichever, exactly. They'll go to whichever yeah. publisher uh, is, is suiting their needs more. And like I said, Outriders as a new IP suits that quite well. Um, that hasn't Definitely. quite been touched by Sony yet, unlike yeah. uh, Forsaken, Forspoken. Fucking hell! Yeah, it's an awful name. It's such a bad name. I hate that Forspoken. Name. Yeah, it's not. It was not brilliant. It didn't really hit home when I saw it. Um, I was just like, and the text was really weird that they chose as well. I was like, what does that say? Force? I was like, I was yeah. like, actually <laughs> trying to read it. I was like, yeah. Forspoken. It, I think it says Forspoken. Yeah. That's it's why I just pinged time. you a message saying Foreskin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I couldn't tell what it said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Project I'm just going to call it Foreskin. Yeah. Fucking yeah. hell. Anyway, that's that. So, um, some other bits and bobs. There is quite a lot of stuff that happened this week that wasn't really necessarily Xbox, but it definitely does draw a few interesting parallels to, to what Xbox have been up to. Um, not just this week, but sort of in the last few years, really, in their new strategy. Um, Jade Raymond, who's um, a well-known developer for, for directing, like starting, like in, uh, involved in the inception of Assassin's Creed and involved in the inception of Watch Dogs, um, announced that she's founding a new studio um, and a new independent development studio called Haven. Um, so they're gearing up at the moment. They're getting more developers in. Um, on their day that they announced that that is an official studio, they said, we're working on a new exclusive IP for PlayStation. So they're not a first-party team. PlayStation hasn't bought the team, but they've made a deal. They've said, you know, here's a blank check. Go and make a good game. Um, so yeah. they'll come back in however many years. I don't imagine we'll see it for a while um, with um, with a new game. So, you know, it, just a bit of... There were a few things because like this week as well, we had announced that Sony bought. Did you see this? Sony bought uh, bought Evo, the, the fighting. Um, what do you call? What do we even call it? Like the the fighting, the competitive fighting show. Oh yes, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. They bought it, I don't know. Yeah, they they bought. They just bought it, and it's just it's really fucking funny because it was. It's like they were just like buy something. Buy anything! Buy it! We, we need <laughs> we something. Need, we need to be in the news cycle. Yeah. Oh, man. So he's look, looking at his investors and he's like, you know, he's like finance officers. He's like, they've just spent 7.5 billion. I want to spend, because it costs them a lot. Like, it, it, I, I don't think the official figures are out yet, but it's, um, you know, it, it's coming into the high millions. Um, so... It's just it was just a bit of a weird purchase, and then they obviously announced this as well. So I think there is quite a clear like um, counterbalance here from PlayStation. There they're, they're announcing, you know, oh, you know, here's a new studio we're working with, maybe on a second party basis, not first party, but second party. Oh, we just bought a fighting studio show, yeah, fighting <laughs> game, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know what that's about. Um, it's it's just a bit of a weird purchase. I know they've got Guilty Gear. That's like a fighting game that's got like mm. a reasonable amount of excitement around it, hasn't it? And they quite a bit yeah they lock they usually lock down street fighters nowadays don't they as well uh, on a timed basis uh, yeah yeah and i i, I, I feel like basis. just 
I, f- I feel like just even at those shows and uh, and everything, um, PlayStation is always is always the console of choice um, with with all the tournaments uh, being played on and stuff. Um, so mm. yeah, I just feel like maybe the PlayStation brand is is definitely more f- fighting genre orientated than than Xbox's brand. I think. Um, yeah. And yeah, oh. maybe they're just leaning more into that. Mm, yeah maybe um, but it's weird is, because Xbox yeah. has the better controller for it yeah but and that's what I like, that's what I've heard you know I mean I guess so I, mean, I don't know about the DualSense the new one but yeah I mean always been a bit that's true yeah at least coming into Xbox One anyway of course the 360 had a um, a devilish d-pad uh, <laughs> it's great what are you talking about <laughs> no it wasn't no it was not I know I'm sorry I set you off I'm sorry yeah the d-pad was trash for a, for a second there I thought you were serious no the d-pad was hot garbage if you're like pushing on sponge maybe it was like the and it just didn't even like it never registered the correct input ever it's like you want to go up no you're going diagonal you want to go left you're going right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't quite that bad, but... Do you remember yeah. when they made the spinny D-pads towards the end? Those were cool. The spinny D-pads? Yeah, you'd, like, twist them. They'd be, like, flat, the shit flat one, and you'd twist them, and then it would pop up, and, like, a proper D-pad would come out. Would come out. Oh, I do. I think I do remember those, yeah. I think I've I had one. Because, like, the whole thing around that, wasn't it? It was because, like, Nintendo had a patent on, like, uh, like the traditional D-pad or something. So Sony and Microsoft had to come up with their own fucking weird like d-pad <laughs> nice yeah. anyway so yeah sony bought evo um there's a new uh studio directed by jade raymond who are working with sony now um so basically we're seeing a fighting game in the next few years yeah, <laughs> maybe, sony. basically maybe. that's what it sounds like excited to see what it is because um she um has always been involved in in some interesting franchises so yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah exciting midweek Yes. Midweek. What happened? What released? Uh, the um, the Outer Worlds expansion. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah? Did yeah. I do it? <laughs> you did I'm, it. G- I'm genuinely not. I wasn't even looking at the notes either. <laughs> Round oh, of look applause. at you. <laughs> Round of you. applause for me. Um, Round of applause for you. Yeah. Be sure to smash that like button for Tim. Yeah, for me. <laughs> For me only, <laughs> Tim Tim Army. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So that released, which is pretty cool. Uh, so that released, yeah, midweek. Has it? How's 17. it been doing? I haven't actually looked up how how it's done. No, neither have I actually. Um, I think so, what I've heard, I've heard good things from like comments, but I haven't looked on like Metacritic or any. Um, is it called? Know, like, yes. Murder on Eridanos. Cool, um, and it alongside it came with a sixty frames update as well. Um, Lovely, game, which is obviously very nice. Yeah, I came um, back and played the Outer Worlds not that long ago. Just dipped dip my toes in it, um, and it's so it good. was it, it made me sick playing it at thirty. Oh, right, uh, yeah. I don't know. I said earlier on in the episode that thirty. I mean, you know, I could play thirty and sixty and not feel violently ill, but I did for that one <laughs> because it was it's a choppy game. Like at the best of times, uh, and it's not the prettiest game either. So when that when you combine that all into a thirty frames package, 
Yeah, um, yeah it I'm wasn't always, great. I'm always confused about Outer Worlds because when people speak about Outer Worlds, they say like, oh, you know, it's it's like quite like a good looking game. I'm like, no, it looks awful. It looks not good. Like the textures are really dated. Um, like it's quite vibrant, if that's what you mean. Like it's quite a vibrant. Every color palette's very yeah. nice. Yeah, but, yeah and that yeah. doesn't take away from like the level design and the world design. That's all very, very nice. But like a lot of the, um, like yeah. tech driving it feels quite, quite dated. <laughs> it feels like a tinky, like a, a teeny tiny engine that's running quite a big game. That's what it feels yeah. like. Um, you know. So, so just to chime in, did you say it, it, it looks like it's sort of. It's on about high 77. Yeah, 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 high high sevens. Yeah, um, which is I, I think in line with good. the first one. Uh, I think the I think the first one did worse than that. The Parallel Gorgon. I think it was oh. like mid sixties. Did you just remember that straight at the top of your head? Yes, I did. You're cooking, mate. I know. I know, man. How am I supposed to? I'm loving it. This? <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think Parallel Gorgon came in at sort of mid seventies. Um, yeah, I'm just having a look while you talk. Uh, yeah, it came in about yeah mid seventies, seventies. Yeah, so r- r- relatively the same, maybe a few points higher. So yeah, um, great and so, sixty frames, nice. awesome, very yeah. very nice update for the Outer Worlds. Yeah, can't complain. Um, it's um, it was it was a really good game. It's one of those games that's had a bit of a weird post mortem in that a lot of people have decided they didn't like it in retrospect. Um, yeah. Have you read this sort gates. of sentiment? Yeah. Yeah, it came out of the gates quite quite hot, didn't it? And now it's kind of people just like actually it was Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't Well everybody loved it. Like the first week it came out for it was like this is amazing, we haven't had a game like this in ages because it's yeah. it kind of is it's like an old school Bethesda RPG. It had right? a honeymoon phase, didn't it? Yeah, right. And then And I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> Do it, man. Get, get more Tim Army. And this isn't personal. I'm just saying it, and it's probably Everyone only represents it. like a tiny amount of people. But I only ever saw the negative sentiment coming out after Obsidian got bought by Microsoft. Just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, that's what shit. I saw. I don't. Okay. That's fine. I'm sure people did have some criticism. Moment to remove myself from the podcast. He's if, if a laser pointer starts shining on my forehead, you know what happened from now on. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's some very valid criticisms there of the game, um, and you know, I know I had some. You know, the the the, the loot was quite limited. Um, for example, I thought the environments were a little bit ugly as well, but mm-hmm. I, that didn't change as the game went on. You know, there was I I got the impression that there was a portion of people who played it, loved it, and then like a month later were like, oh, actually, it wasn't all that good. Um, and you know, there are fair criticisms there, but it was just a bit of a weird turn because the, that game came out. I think that game came out just after they got acquired or maybe just before. It was like in the same window. So it was like, I, I did get a feeling there was like a few, you know, like a tiny the vocal minority that was like, oh, actually, everything Obsidian makes you shit. But it's, um, I put it out there. I've said it now. Yeah, you said it. You can't think about but that's it. That's not you. That's not, uh, the game does have valid criticisms and that's, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, for sure. Not a perfect game. Um, but Far I mean, it's, it. it's one of those things which is um, dead exciting for a, for an Outer Worlds too. Um, you know, just a bigger budget on that game could be really, really awesome because you could yeah. tell it was running on a budget. Like you really could, and they did their best with it, but you could tell. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that game with a bigger uh, budget is like 
you can do anything with it really yeah. you could just you can think up any storyline create any new planets any new what you could literally is just do what whatever you wanted um yeah. so it is quite exciting um for the future and i think it's sold very well so i think it's an ip that will probably get a sequel as well so absolutely and it's do you know what, it actually it's actually quite funny playing the fallout playing fallout after having played outer worlds like coming into the fallout universe after playing outer worlds because obviously you know mm. like um a lot of the people well some of the people at obsidian now are some of the people who developed the original uh i don't want to say fallout 3 i want to say like fallout 2 as well um so, yeah i mean fallout 3 was the first of, of of its genre um that we yeah. know of it it was like yeah, an exactly. old school pc game before that yeah it's like isometric yeah it's like point and click and stuff yeah because there's obviously it's um you've got I can't remember what they call it in Outer Worlds it's like bullet time isn't it whereas in Fallout it's bats it's um, yeah 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 so that's um all very nice for the Outer Worlds um Sorry. go check it out if you haven't done so already um although I will say single player story DLCs aren't for me I can't do it I can never find the motivation to go back and play it like once I've played the full package I'm uninstalling like it's weird. It's, Unless the DLC gets, you know, you know, you do have those games every now and again where people will say like, oh, you know, the expansion is amazing, just as good as the base game or better. But like, that's so rarely the case. Mm. Most of the time, it's like a five hour dip back into it. That's good. If a bit worse than the base game. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And it just, it, it's just weird because you, you, like you said, you're done, you packed away the game and then yeah. you're like, that was a good experience. And then like, uh, five months later they bring out like a four or five hour campaign for you and they're like do this and you're like well i don't really no. want to i don't really <laughs> yeah. want to go i don't really want to go back to that just just for that um it's it, it's weird it's, it feels disjointed because yeah, you, it does. You, you you packed it away you're done with it you kind of forgot how that game works how to even play it and yeah. then it's just like i'll oh, do this like I, I, I agree. I, I find it very tough to get stuck into those. I think the only games mm. I sort of do go back for those sort of DLCs are like Dark Souls. Um, yeah. And that, that's about it. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, I mean don't, don't get me wrong. It's it's good for like Game of the Year editions and things like that, you know, for newcomers. But like, I wonder how well they, they I mean, they probably do sell better. They probably do sell quite well when they, you know, release the Game of the Year edition. It's like half the price of the original game with all the DLCs bundled in. But it's, yeah, it's like you say, it's, it's, it's hard it's like i can't really get my teeth back into the universe in that amount of time and then it's like even if i do like is this still it's is over this... before you know it as well yeah because i mean but it's so like um it's so like homogenous it like so many um they all do it differently rather is what i mean so like one game might be a, like a separate expansion which is like its own different game mode you know one example i'm thinking of is prey which i, I to be fair i've actually really wanted to go and play moon crash but um, yeah amazingly reviewed games pass yeah i'm waiting for games pass slash i don't even know if that's frame rate boosted i need to have a look that i need to look that up i don't think it is because it is a standalone expansion but back to my point other games will do like story expansions which is just like a follow-on from the story and i'm like to some degree i'm like well if it's a follow-on from the story but i've already completed the story how how important is it to the story like you know that you like yeah. you completed it in the base game it's like so I, they can't sell well, man. I just, I, I, and this is something I feel is quite old and archaic as well. Um, like DLCs for single player games, you know, unless they are like really, really good and well received. Like the only ones I can think of are, you know, The Witcher 3, for example. Um, in the last like 10 years, you know, maybe like 
Skyrim, you know, a while back when it was normal back then. But yeah. you're seeing less, less and less games do it nowadays. Um, release like big expansions for single players, or at least if they are, they're taking more time between them and doing like huge sort of expansions. So, yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. agree. It seems very outdated. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it either. Personally. I just can't. Yeah, I just, I just can't find myself ever being able, even if it's a game that I really, really liked. Um, I just can't find myself getting enough motivation to go back and do it. Yeah, best of luck out of worlds. We'll see you for out of worlds too. Um, I'm excited for that. That'd be really yeah. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, moving on, uh, we had would you believe it? Um, more games pass, uh, games coming this month. More, more games. We had obviously Outriders, we've spoken about this. Um, I'm gonna save my favorite till last. Uh, there's some more, which I know what it is. We've had some more of the Yakuza franchise. Um, I think I think you can play like all of the Yakuza games now um, on, on Games Pass, which is mental. I, I don't know the I don't know the franchise at all, but it's not it's an Xbox. Following. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's just that it's not an Xbox franchise, you know, and it's no. it's not uh, so it's weird to see it there. Uh, we've yeah. got uh, Narita Boy. We've got Empire of Sin. We've got uh, Star Wars Squadrons. I think we did mention that a few weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, we did. Maybe it's now that. only just. Maybe it's only now just hit. Yeah, um, we've got Octopath Traveler, which is a big surprise to a lot of people. Um, cool. We were talking about. This I the might day, give that a go, we? actually. Yeah. yeah, I might give it a go as well, actually. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, we've got Genesis Noir. Don't know what that is, but it looks very monochromatic. Uh, we've got Nier Automata coming to PC. It was already on Xbox Game Pass. Um, phenomenal. Does that game, mean really. good, good player? Yeah, so it's just yeah, yeah. So it's still on Xbox Games Pass, right? Still on Xbox yeah. Games Pass, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. That game is astounding. D- did you know I really like the soundtrack in that game? <laughs> you can't see him right now, but he's seething. So yeah, I won't stop talking about how good the soundtrack is. Yeah, well, it's not as good uh, as Dead Man Cry Five soundtrack. So, <laughs> well, it's okay to be wrong sometimes. That's fine. <laughs> Say I'm right, all right, leave. I leave you on your own for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> I can't steer the ship alone. We've got Torchlight 3 as well going on PC. We've got uh, Pillars of Eternity Deadfire. Um, I tried Pillars of Eternity. Did I tell you this? I tried it. Uh, yes, you did tell me. Yeah. Is that on co- I think it is on console as well, but this is just the announcement that I guess is going to PC. Um, I played the first Pillars of Eternity, which is obviously... Am I losing my mind? No, it, that's... The same world that Obsidian are doing Avowed in. So mm-hmm. Obsidian's Avowed, big Skyrim-like, is gonna, it was based in the same universe of Pillars of Eternity, and I'm not going to embarrass myself by trying to say what the name of the world is. I really can't remember. Um, <laughs> but I played, I played it for probably like maybe 10 hours, um, and the world was really good, actually. It was really fucking cool. I really liked it, but the game, I couldn't get into it. It's that style of like old-school... Uh, like isometric RPG, you know, there's there's no yeah. hand holding. The combat is like real time. Like move each person, then click on each person, then play, then pause. It was just, it's not for me. Um, I really wanted to mm-hmm. like it, but I just couldn't. Um, but I know they're they're really well received. They're like you know they're like cult classics in that genre. Um, they're rated like above ninety on, on Metacritic. I think the, the both of them. Um, yeah. So, so that's Pillars of Eternity: Deadfire on PC, and then Superland on PC. Play Superland as well. Tim, do you know what Superland is? 
Uh, I do not know what Supra Lang is. <laughs> I can see the reflection of the purple cube on your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That's funny. I don't know what it is. I don't like Supra Land. Supra Land. Supra, okay. bro. Okay, because the artwork makes it look really fucking stupid. But let me just... It, it, firstly, it, it's reviewed really Don't well. take too much of the podcast episode. Fine, let me just gush things. about Superland. I've probably played it for like 15, 20 hours now. Um, and I'm not just playing it to get the achievements. It, well, I was, but then it turned out to actually be oh, quite good. It. Um, it's just like a big sandbox game. Like, it's literally like you, you're given nothing to start with and you have to like do weird like jumps and shit to get coins and then you get more tools um and then you get more stuff so it's a bit like metrovania i guess as well but it's just like really dumb really simple but there's just like you know you're literally like a an animate toy in a literal sandbox you know there's like a big like child over the top of you um and you're just like the game is literally just drops you in and it's like good luck like just shrugs at you and just like tells you to get on with it um yeah and so you know the goal is to kind of just get your tools and just start getting around the place. It, it is surprisingly good. I'd say give it a go. It's a good podcast game. Um, like if you've got something else to listen to, uh, just fuck around in it. It's, um, it is surprisingly good. Yeah. Cool. And then, and then your favourite. My favourite game, uh, Undertale is coming to cloud console um, and PC. Um, and, uh, you know, I did say this to Tim uh, and the rest of my friends actually the, earlier in the week. Ooh. And I can't believe one of my friends said he's watched a whole playthrough of it, and that really hurts my heart. Yeah, I mean, that just to clear my, I mean, <sighs> I haven't played it, which I know is not is is frowned upon in general, yeah, but I specifically avoided all playthroughs because I knew it, at Good some luck. point I would play it, and it's it's not yeah, it's not that that sort of game. I don't know. I'd never watch a playthrough of that game anyway. Um, but yeah, I specifically avoided it because i heard you know that this game it it does stuff so it does stuff stuff, all right um so i'm gonna probably experience that uh very soon for the very first time i'll try and do that actually i'll try and do that this week coming so i can talk about my experience in uh in the next episode or something can have a little segment uh on me and undertale yeah we're gonna have to hold you to Um, that now yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, how long did you say it was? It would take me like it's probably only like five to five to ten hours. I don't think. Oh, I think you'd struggle to. I've got to do evil complete. within as well. Mm. Um, well you've committed okay. now. So I'm yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it by next episode. That's Time fine. to book in some holiday. Yeah, I'm so busy now. <laughs> anyway, not talk about work. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, it, it looks awesome, and uh, it is awesome, and I definitely am going to get around to playing that. Hopefully, I'll talk yeah. about it next week. Just if there's anyone out there who hasn't played it and, and this goes to you as well you know literally avoid it like the plague just boot it up and go in going dead blind um it's it's one of those games that could only work as a game um it was made by one dude um uh, the soundtrack is a classic mm-hmm. and it's it's just fucking great man i don't i don't know what else to say about it it's um it's just it's just it, it it plays with your expectations of what a video game is, and that's what makes it so good. Yeah. Um, Near Automata is a bit like that as well. That game could only be good as a video game, and those are the best kind of games. Um, so, yeah, Undertale. Go play it. Tim's going to play it. He's made the promise now. But he'll see mm-hmm. us next week with it completed and a full review, 500 okay. words or less. Whoa. Plus minus 10%. You'll be marked against the criteria. 
of the act of the board. So I don't remember signing up to any of this. If this was <laughs> in adv- no. if this was said to me before, <laughs> I wouldn't have done this. I would have dug this hole that I'm going to die in. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, whatever. I'll throw you the rope afterwards. I'm not doing that. Okay, so I just wanted to add as a bit of a sort of an addendum to that. Um, that with those games, that makes 379 games total for Games Pass on console. Congratulations. It's, it's, a, it's a huge number. I dreamt of the day we hit 379. <laughs> <laughs> send Phil a message, just be like, you've done it. Stop right yeah. there. You've got all yeah. that you'll need. 380 no more, is too much. No you know, yeah. It's overkill, Phil. Yeah. Overkill, Phil. Yeah. Overkill, Phil. Sounds like a good film. The next, <laughs> next, the next kill Bill film, will be though. kill Phil. Yeah. Um, right. Overkill, yeah. Phil. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to drop that. You know, We can only stroke off Games Pass so much every week, but it's um, mm. it's obviously just a huge number. It's, it's um, getting a bit ridiculous. So yeah. we're into the dribs and drabs part of the show where we've just got dribs and drabs of news that happened throughout uh, throughout the week. So we'll just tackle them as they come. And if you've got anything to add, Tim, please do add them. Yeah, um, yeah, it'd be good to sort of just roll roll through this because I'm, I'm running a bit thin on time. But yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So first one, um, we, we, we've spoken about this before, not on the show, but um, Final Fantasy, it, some insiders have stated that, to, that Xbox owners should not expect uh, Final Fantasy VII remastered uh, anytime soon, or or maybe even ever on Xbox. Which makes so, me angry. <laughs> me angry as well. That makes yeah. me very angry. Yeah. But, okay. It's um, it's a bit of a bummer. I, I think I don't know. I don't know if I've spoken about this before, but I I've never played a Final Fantasy game, um, and I don't know what it is with Sony appear to be doing this thing where they do rolling yearly exclusivity rather than getting a game whole and partnering with them to be exclusive they do one year review it a bit later and then decide if they want to do another year um which frankly i find a bit annoying but you know business going to be business um if that's how they're drawing people to their platform though clearly they must be some evidence that it's working Uh, but it's frustrating for me as someone who generally isn't I'm not opposed to like um, Japanese games, I guess, but I'm like, I'm just inexperienced in it. So when I see one that I'm like, oh, that actually that looks fucking fun, it's quite rare. And especially with something like Into Final Fantasy, where it's like you want to be part of like that community, I guess. You want to be able to say like, oh yeah, I've played Final Fantasy, and I, I can't say that. And I thought when I saw Remaster get um, announced, and you know it's a timed exclusive, whatever, I'll play in a year's time. I was like, cool, I'll, I'll play that. So now it's like. Oh, now it's two years exclusivity, and I don't. We don't actually know. Like, we don't have a firm date, and you know, like the insiders have said, it, it might not ever happen, which is a bit of a bummer to me because I would have liked to have tried that that franchise, which is obviously one of the biggest names in gaming. Yeah, yeah, no, it sucks. Yeah, because I really want to play it as well. I mean, I have a PlayStation, so I might just play it on that now with that news dropping an anvil on my head. Um, yeah. But it, I, I, I do quite like Final Fantasy. It's not a huge fan, but I mean, probably one my favorite game of all time is Final Fantasy X, um, which, by the way, I can totally lend you. I have the physical copy of that on the Switch. If you did want to have an entry point into the into the Switch? Final Fantasy, yeah, Final Fantasy X's on the Switch. What is it? What sort of game is the tenth one? Just sort of like turn based. Yeah, turn based. 
yeah, turn-based, full 3D, like 3D. RP. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, it's really good, man. You, I, I do think you'd love it. Um, hmm. Yeah, okay. it's, it's got some of that. the best... Um, some of the best characters I've experienced in, in gaming um, yeah. storytelling wise. And uh, mm. yeah, no, it's, it's really good. And yeah, I really wanted to play Final Fantasy seven. Um, Cause I kind of missed the boat with that when I was younger. So I, I, I kind of wanted to play the, the, the remake and it looks great. So yeah, that kind of sucks, but I'll just play it on my PlayStation. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It is annoying. I've thought about it, but it's, it's, ugh, I don't know. It's one of those things that, like if it came to Games Pass, fuck yeah! Like I'd be, I'd love that. That'd be so mm. wicked. If it came to Xbox as like a Game of the Year edition for thirty quid, I'd also probably try that. But yeah, I don't know if I'd go to. I don't know. I don't know if I like. It. I find it hard to go to my PlayStation for a lot of things. Like I play it for like the big exclusives, which I guess this now is. But um, I don't know. I have thought about it a few times, but I'll just have to see how it goes. I guess. Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Um, there has been, on the topic of other Japanese games, um, there has also been some teasers from the same insiders, Jez Corden from Windows Central, um, that potentially Persona might be coming to Xbox. And there's been long, there's been a long rumor mill. The mill is huge. It's long, miles long. That Xbox is doing some sort of partnership with with Sega. Um, have you have you heard about this this whole thing with this? Um, there's kind of been this jokey idea that Xbox is going to require Sega. Um, but, I, mm. but there's no, there's nothing concrete to it. But there does seem to be rumblings that they are in talks for something, um, and part of that seems to be being teased that Persona is making its way, uh, it, it, whether it's the whole franchise or just one game is making its way to Xbox. Um, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Any, any experience with Persona at all? Um, no, no, Persona, um, not myself. I know the Dom is recently, my brother has been playing, um, Persona 5, I think it is, on his PlayStation, and he says he, he's, he's absolutely in love with it, like, he, he was binging it so hard when, when he was here over lockdown, it was kind of scary, I felt like I had to put him <laughs> on a drip and actually feed him, um, mm. But yeah, no, I haven't had experience with them, but it did look like a really sweet game when I was watching him play it. So, yeah. Yeah. I I haven't really seen much of it, but I mean, the game, because I think they released Persona 5, Persona 5 is like the big one. Um, mm-hmm. And then they released Persona 5 Royale, which I think, or Royal, is, I think it's like the Game of the Year equivalent, I want to say. Um, and that's got like a 95 on Metacritic. <laughs> Jesus, it's like that's like one of the highest rated games in the last ten years. You know, like, like it's got a mental, and that was exclusive to play. And this is one of those weird things where, like, some of these like more, like Japanese developers or publishers just skip Xbox for no real reason. A lot of them don't even have part. Like Persona just skipped Xbox because they didn't think they don't think there's a uh, an audience for this sort of game on Xbox, which is so bizarre. It's so bizarre. So. You know, Phil's been outspoken about speaking to these sort of Japanese developers and publishers. So, like, can you put your game on our console? Trust me, they'll sell. Hey, we've got Games Pass. Trust me, people will play it. We'll give you a fat check. So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if these, as long as there isn't any agreement in place between um, Atlas, the developers of Persona, and, um, or Sega, I guess, and Sony, um, Phil's going to be there shoving a check down their throat. Like, let's get it on. Um, you know, let's get it on, mm-hmm. on Xbox. Yeah. Which is, you know, yeah, I think... Sure. That's you know with with a game reviewed that highly, it's it's hard for me to to turn away from that. That is quite ridiculous. And like you said, you know, I've heard nothing but amazing things, so it's definitely something I would dip my toes in. Um, <clears throat> oh, 
<laughs> Fucking, I've got tacos in my throat there. Ooh. Tacos. Um, yeah, tacos. Uh, sorry if sorry if we um if there was a break there, everyone. There, uh, we just had to go do something. Uh, we're back now. Um, so we'll, we'll <laughs> we continue with the episode as planned. We had to eat tacos. It was an emergency. <laughs> they were getting they were getting feisty. Um, so we just left off talking about uh Persona and what what was going on. <laughs> Uh, with that and if the franchise is possibly coming to xbox um the next thing that i wanted to touch on uh was just a bit of an industry drama really um activision blizzard uh is facing a few layoffs um and i have to ask you i don't know if you've read the note already tim but if you were laid off right and you were given uh gift cards to the company you were laid off from how would you feel about that (laughs) i would be livid uh, I would I would actually probably just throw it back in their face. Is that what they did? That's what they did. That's what they did. There you did. go, buy they some did. Hearthstone packs. <laughs> that's unreal. I would take that as such an insult. That Yeah, that's like me being fired from my company and just being allowed to have like a, the premium service on the app for like three months. Yeah. That's yeah. no, that's such a kick in the nuts, man. That's not okay. Yeah, it's not okay. okay. Jesus. So I what they laid off. I wangled it. They laid off over 50 people and just gave them gift cards and stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Wow, that's it's, fantastic. Um, yeah, I don't know how they've, I don't know how they've wangled it because obviously here in the UK, if we get, um, I mean, there are some prerequisites like you have to have been working for the company for like, I think it's, I want to say a year, but the minimum by law, yeah. you have to get um, at least two weeks or three weeks. No, I think it's two weeks pay, absolute minimum. Um, yeah, so, and I don't know how a gift card isn't pay. <laughs> it's a fucking gift card. Yeah, you can't buy food with it. Oh no, no, no! I'm sure. I'm sure that was additional. Um, there's, there's Wait no way that that would have been the um, the redundancy pay or the severance pay or something like that. They would have got that, but they they would have just thrown that on top, thinking it was a nice gesture. Uh, there's no way they were just like you're gone, but the, you're only having a gift card. That, that's ridiculous. Well, that's what I mean, I don't know. Really I don't know cool. the circumstance. Like maybe these people were working for less than a year. Like I don't know how it worked in other countries. Um, I'm assuming. Um, players, but... Oh yeah. But yeah. If we if we just assume it probably was on the top, um, that's probably the safer bet <laughs> to avoid um, yeah, exaggerating. Would... I w- I would think it probably was just like uh, on top, and um, yeah, they were just I don't know feeling like they could soften the blow with it maybe. But my God, I would. <laughs> I love it. I would not take that well if that yeah. was me. Go get yourself some Overwatch skins. Yeah. Go some use them on the Halloween boxes. events. Go get that pumpkin yeah. reaver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. It's, it's, it's wonderful stuff. Um, speaking of wonderful stuff, um, the Xbox wireless headset uh, launched this week as well. Um, we obviously spoke about mm. this a few weeks back, but the, the launch has finally come. Um, and it's been pretty positive overall. Um, to give you a quick summary, um, uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to all the reviews as the listener, um, to the listener rather, um, the the reviews generally seem, the consensus seems to be that it's, um, for the price, a uh, really good, nice feature set. Um, the sound is about average, about what you'd expect from the price, um, with it being quite a bassy headset, not in a good way. Um, but there is an equalizer that you can mess around with um, in the Xbox settings to try and sort of mitigate that. So overall, really good package for the price. Uh, better ones out there if you're into good sound. Uh, but the feature set is kind of unparalleled for the price. Yeah, yeah, it definitely seemed like it was jam packed with um, with features and really cool stuff that you, you know, my headset doesn't even have. 
um some of it and i've got like a mm-hmm. yeah like a 200 plus pound astro you got a ferrari um, headset yeah i've got the astro a50s i want to say i've got the box back here uh yeah. astro a50s yeah so which are great and i've been looking to actually get the xbox wireless headset just to have something different around my ears i don't know i'm kind of getting tired of just wearing the same headset um plus they've never quite felt like the HyperX clouds that i had which are just so soft. just comfort personified it's just it, it's everything they're so comfortable but they do um, have a higher end model now at the hyperx do they yeah they? they do have a high they do yeah um i think it is up there with some of some of the better ones like um like I know wireless the, the lucid uh, uh i think they are yeah yeah um okay. steel Might series is another contender there's like four or five like upper end contenders what are yours astros again yeah yeah, there's the Astros, there's the Steel Series 9X, uh, Lucid Sound have a 35X, which is a slightly older model, but now they have the 50X. Um, and there's one more I'm forgetting as well. But yeah, the, the Hypercloud ones. That's they, I can't remember the name exactly, but yeah, they do. Probably worth yeah. looking into. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. So you're still trying to get one, aren't you? One of these Xbox headsets? Yeah, yeah, I've been looking everywhere to try and pre-order one. Um, well, not pre-order anymore. They're officially out. Um, but post yeah order. Um, post order yeah uh but yeah i've been trying to get my hands on one um for the launch and i think the best i could find was i think it might have been very.co.uk that was like if you pre-order you could get it for like the 16th of april or something but i was just like i don't know i feel like i feel like amazon and game and stuff will probably have some um before the 16th of april and i didn't really yeah, i'm sure it. they will commit but um but yeah no it, it it definitely looks quite cool um the headset and i wouldn't mind grabbing one and yeah it's not exactly breaking the bank i mean i understand that 80 90 pounds um is quite a lot for some people um it's, it's still like a mid-range price though isn't it like it's it's a budget it's not super cheap price for yeah. a premium headset I think yeah exactly it's, it's it's very middle market sort of pricing um yeah. but for what it offers you it seems great value um and it looks cool as well it looks sleek it looks nice um yeah yeah i'm still trying to get one so when i do um again you're gonna you're gonna get so many first-hand reviews review kids yeah yeah that's uh oh, we're, the we're Undertale review the evil within series oh. review the headset review i mean why are you even here this is my for you. yeah yeah it'll <laughs> <laughs> be the tim resume podcast yeah Oh god! Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. How yeah, that sweet. Goes. I am. Um, yeah, I mean, I I really like the the dual Bluetooth. My my headset doesn't have the dual Bluetooth on it. Um, I want a headset that can do that, and I'll be looking into that, like a new headset, probably over the next year. Um, for something that can do that. But um, yeah, it looks really good. Like the reviews have come in mostly good. Like I said, um, I think there's maybe a bit of disappointment on the on like the sound side, but. A lot of people, those same people have said, like, if you're not someone who's big into sound, it's still good. You're not going to notice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you can find headsets for, you know, the same price without the feature set. They do a better job with the audio, but you know, it's fully wireless. It has a great feature set. So it's, it's just one of those things you'll have to weigh up. And I, because I think, um, like, last gen, it's weird saying that, last gen for the Xbox One, they did um, the stereo headset, didn't they? Do you remember not that you great. plugged into the. Yeah. yeah, and it got kind of, it was kind of got. Um, mixed reviews but it was a, that was like a budget headset like that was like 40 quid over where we are wasn't it 40 yeah, quid so yeah, it was yeah 
it was um it'll be it, yeah that, that that one wasn't great and this one will be quite interesting to say because especially as you talk about the sound uh not being great uh as as someone who's not i'm not that well tuned to sound in that sort of sense i don't know that much about it but i do have like a really sick pair of headsets so it'd be quite interesting to get this mid-range one and see if i actually notice a difference not knowing much about sound anyway yeah or if someone you know who knows enough you know can still um i you know give a decent sort of review on it but yeah Uh, it'll be it'll be quite interesting watching reviews of like um like headset guys and audio guys is the most like mind-bending thing i don't know if you've ever tried to do it like they're just in another world yeah it's amazing the language they use like i I can't follow it it's like they're speaking klingon like i don't know what they're on about but i'm like (laughs) it sounds good though yeah Um, it has colors yeah, yeah, exactly. Like every now and then, they're like the head strip, the you know, the, the the strap on the top of the head is actually really nice fabric. I'm like, I, I know what fabric is. Yeah, you <laughs> pause know. it. I know that. I know what a head is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like that. So, and I think as well, they wanted to probably compete with um, because PlayStation put out their own headset. I want to say like three or four years ago. Do you know what ones I'm talking about? They were called like Sony Gold headset or something like that. They're, they're supposedly pretty good. Um, mm. So I imagine they just wanted their own sort of again mid-range sort of competitor, which is yeah, um, yeah, hard it looks to like they kind of nailed it. So yeah, yeah, looks looks really nice. Yeah, wicked. Um, so there was something else that there was a um, there's a dashboard update update coming soon. I think it's out of for um one of the rings for the insiders that are testing the um user interface, um, which is a feature to suspend games. And now this is so we're speaking about quick resume here, um. And the so the idea is that you can suspend a game that's currently like held in the cache to speed up download speeds uh, because obviously when there's games running in the cache and with with quick resume they're still playing and that's slowing down download speeds um, which is something that wouldn't happen on previous consoles because games wouldn't be held in the background for for quick resume so they they're designing a way to just sort of um, like go to games and apps hit suspend uh, they showed it off on the on the blog um and and the you know your download speed pings back up how how is your experience with quick resume overall and do you think this is a good addition um what well, quick quick resume sort of as it is right now um, as, as it is right now yeah 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 i mean i think it's great um i mean the sort of games we're playing right now it's kind of pointless anyway um Especially like when you're playing like multiplayer centric games, you kind of need to re-log on to the servers anyway. So even if the game quick resumes, like Apex, for example, you fly straight in, but then it will just boot you out and then you just have to log in from the menu again. So you, you cut out a bit of boot time like overall, but um, games where I noticed it and it was insane where it was like Assassin's Creed Valhalla was just ridiculous like there were sometimes i genuinely forgot i was playing that game it was like two days had passed i was on a fatty netflix binge and then yeah. like 48 hours later i click on assassin's creed it's like oh i'm in i'm fighting yeah <laughs> Honestly, yeah yeah jesus <laughs> like it was just but um yeah it was <laughs> sometimes that actually caught me off guard but it's yeah yeah i mean overall yeah is, is it working for evil within um, moment. No. Every time I booted up Not. Evil Within, I've had to do it from scratch again. Oh, that's weird. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever had a quick resume on it. It'd be quite interesting oh, to test weird. that actually. Maybe I just instinctively close the game, like you know, where you press like the start, the start button on it, and then go down and quit. You know, maybe I did that instinctively before going onto like Netflix or something. But yeah, um, it'd be quite interesting I mean, to I, test that actually. Yeah, I I haven't had a game like it was a bit it was a bit rocky in the first like couple of months after launch where it would like sometimes not work, but they I know they've done a couple of um, patches to it. Uh, to try and make it a bit more stable, a bit more consistent. And since then, um, I've never had a problem. Like when I'm playing Fallout 4 at the moment, obviously, like I'm going between Apex with you. And then when I go back to Fallout, it's just ready to go. Um, yeah. I think, okay. Like every now and again, maybe like one in every 20, like 20 open, like when I try to launch it, it will like just not be open anymore. And I'll be like, what the fuck? But that's literally just because I've grown used to it. And, you know, it's so funny how quickly you become accustomed to things and then you're like pissed off when it's not like yeah. that. God damn uh, it! I'm like, oh, I have to sit. I have to sit here for ten seconds. You know, like attention yeah. deficit disorder kicking in. I can't do it. Um, so, it, but other than that, I, I found it's been really, really good. Um, oh, it's a fantastic I think, feature. I love it. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing feature. I think this is something that I think a couple of communities have picked up on, and some of the team that are working on it have actually like spoken about with some of the communities about like being able to see what games are being held. Um, because that way you don't like click off it or like you you just know what's there so that you don't open too many games, you know, because oh, you can only you hold like a, like between four and six, depending on what the yeah. game is. Um, and eventually it will start closing the back one. So like, uh, I don't know if they're doing anything about it, but they, they I know they've mentioned it on like Reddit um, and some other forums that. Well, just like a nice little some... UI change to give you like a square up in the top right corner or something. Exactly. So like maybe just where it. your pins are. Yeah, you could just see the evil within or something like that, or Fallout Four is is yeah, still still there. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's really good. Idea. Something's not working. Yeah, because sometimes there are times where it's like, you know, if you've only got a little bit of time to play, you want to quick resume straight into it and play, but if it's not ready to go and quick resume, it's as ridiculous as it sounds, it's like actually I won't bother. Like there are some times where I'm like waiting for you to come online, for example, when I'm like, I'll boot up, you know, Fallout Four for ten minutes or whatever. Um mm. but if it's not being quick resumed you know, if something's happened and it's what it's that one in twenty launch where it isn't for some yeah. reason, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to boot that up. So like, that information would actually be very helpful, and hopefully they do iron out those creases so that that doesn't happen. But yeah, um, yeah, it would be useful to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just ha- just having a simple UI change, yeah, to just see what's what's currently there and what's currently running and can be quick resume would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we've got a Age of Empires event coming on April the 10th. Um, they've teased some Age of Empires 4 um, news there. Um, they're going to be talking about Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. I think they did Age of Empires 1 Definitive Edition. I can't remember. I know they're talking about some Definitive Editions, and they're doing a little bit more, showing a bit more off for Age of Empires 4, which is obviously the next um, the next game in the highly anticipated Age of Empires series. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping it will come to... There's no news on it coming to Xbox yet or not. Um, I'm going to be pretty pissed off if it doesn't... I, I really want it... I don't want them to get into this trend of like making games for PC and then bringing them to Xbox like afterwards, like Gears Tactics obviously being the case, Flight Simulator. Yeah. And I know it's early days for them in getting their first-party games to PC, but I just hope that doesn't become the pattern. I think they, you know, if they want parity across the platforms... Like, you release all Xbox games on PC day one. 
you know mm-hmm. i don't it shouldn't be happening the other way around you, you just make your customers feel a bit well a bit like me like it just makes you feel a bit like a second class citizen you know um, yeah for sure yeah um, have you got any interest in age of empires <laughs> Uh, I used to play some of the some of the older ones um, on on PC, the old family shared PC, and in and in, in the playroom, fighting oh yeah, my, fighting my brothers off for it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I haven't played one in a long, long time, um, and I don't think I quite appreciated it when I was a bit younger. But mm. um, but yeah, I mean, I I have fond memories of it. Um, I don't think I'm in any like immediate rush. To boot up age of empires 4 i wouldn't really say it's on my on my list to look out for but um i think i'd give it a go for sure um i'm sure i'm sure it'll be a, You'd give it a go on game pass quite a lot of fun yeah if i have to if i have to go in there and click a and geez it's so much effort these days having to well get these, use play these free games that just come so, so, so what you're saying platform. is you're going to write a review for us no See, this is why I'm dancing around the topic because I'm getting buried in work at the moment. Yeah, here first. Review number no. four. No, Asian Empires is probably a massive game as well. Please. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, there's yeah. something about it. I am kind of. I I I've never owned an Asian Empires, but I've like played it with other people. But I've been like around their house for you know, when I was a kid and everything. And I've always been fascinated by it, and it's one of those games that I'm like, I probably wouldn't put a huge amount of time in it, but I'm kind of like, I'm really interested in trying it. Um. You know, if they're able to make a decent Xbox port, so I don't have a PC, I have a Mac, so and that's never going to happen anyway. But no, um, I'd I'd love to give it a go. I can see the appeal, and I think it's one of those things that you kind of just can play for an hour. You know, it's and and then pop it down, and anyway, I don't know. I yeah. do have a, like a bit of like latent excitement about Age of Empires. I don't really know why. Yeah, it's 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 a bit weird. Um... I would say I'm kind of the same. Like I, I, I know it's it's there and it's coming up and there's quite a lot of sort of hype around it, but I'm not particularly interested personally. Like I, like it's okay. Like mm-hmm. but yeah, for sure. I would definitely um I would definitely give it a go. I would definitely give it a go. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, and we've got um, EA Play is finally coming to PC, um, it, or rather, it came to PC um, this week for Xbox Game Pass members. It, it, it had come just to console Games Pass, and when it came, whenever it was like last month, uh, so it's come to PC as well. Um, <laughs> after I just made the point of that not happening, um, of stuff going to PC after Xbox. <laughs> um, so um, this is one of those rare occasions where it has happened, um, but it's with a uh, subscription service rather than a game. But um, it's nice that now everybody on PC gets that as well, because a lot of EA games are are, are good. <laughs> I mean, they're all solid. There's nothing yeah. on there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I mean, I, I think the sort of Battlefield games, if I'm not mistaken, are quite popular on PC. I feel like they I have think, quite yeah. a large following on PC. Yeah. Um, and I know that I think Battlefront 2 will appeal to quite a lot, quite quite a lot of um, people on on PC. So um, plus the game would look amazing running it on like a high end PC and being Ooh. played on a high end PC. Um, yeah, there, there there are some great titles in there for sure. Um, is is Battlefield 5 in there? remember i have no idea one. i don't think it is for some reason but yeah yeah no for sure it's cool i haven't i haven't paid attention to the battlefield in bloody ages what what is battlefield 5 is it a modern another modern one 
Yeah, no. And they bring it back to modern. No. <laughs> yeah, that, no. Battlefield Five was the it was the one with um. I don't. It's like World War like two, wasn't it? Yeah, but then they I like remember. it was like a cha- It was like a not historically accurate World War Two because there were like loads of like it was very female centric and stuff like that. I remember there being quite a lot of gender things and people were like women weren't in that war and i was just like oh <laughs> i don't want to go a video here. game yeah i was just like i don't want to this is mm. a bit weird guys <laughs> you should be saying this <laughs> but um but yeah that one so, yeah i yeah i think it was, I'm pretty sure it was world war ii yeah i remember yeah. It, was, it was uh battlefield v wasn't it so i remember that the logo yeah. popped into my head now yeah i think the last one we played was one wasn't it the really old school maybe one. Battlefield one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I just I don't really have much interest in Battlefield. I don't really know why. I Yeah. No, I don't know. There are just better FPSs out there to be honest. But it's yeah. better than COD. I'll give it that. Hmm. But yeah. Topical. Okay. Um Zenimax Online Studios. <laughs> the maker of your favourite game, Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> I like Elder Scrolls uh, Online. I don't know why this is like a Oh, meme. I don't want to hear it. It's fine. <laughs> it's just, I. It, it just gets stale quick. The trailers, you're like, oh my God, let's go. <laughs> and then you get on the game and you're like hitting something with a stick. It's just not mm. quite the same. But yeah, anyway, carry to on. Be, to be fair, I, I did boot it up the other day just because I was like kind of feeling it. Because I think something new did get announced the other day and I was, I was exactly the same. I was like, I'm fucking hyped, dude. This is going to be it. I'm going to get back into it. I'm going to bury so many hours into Elder Scrolls Online. I booted it up. And I was just a dumb Khajiit with a yeah. fucking wooden staff. And, and everything's brown. Um, two spiders killed me. <laughs> yeah, and I closed the game. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fine. And like when we did the dungeons, I enjoyed it and stuff. But at the same time, I don't know. It just it got, it got very old very quick. Um the the game the gameplay was quite repetitive for me. Um, also, yeah. it was thirty frames when I went back to it. So, uh, really? Yeah, they, they've said there's an Garbage. update coming, but it hasn't come yet. Um, okay. That was part of the reason why I booted it back up. Anyway, what I was saying was before yeah. you, it was you, uh, you made me go on a tangent. <laughs> you struck me while I was down. Yeah, they, they've um, they've opened another studio in Wisconsin, um, Zenimax Online Studio. So obviously. Um, all of Xbox's studios, including Bethesda, they're all getting the big Microsoft money, so they're all so upsizing. You know, that's part of the thing yeah. about they've got a lot of studios, but those studios have more than one team. Um, you know, Zenimax Online has, I think, has two already. This is their third, um, and we know that one of the teams is spinning up a new like uh, online multiplayer game. So I, I don't know what this third team is or what it's going to be doing. Um, okay, but just interesting to point out, really. Yeah, no, definitely. Good In other news, uh, achievements are back in the Xbox app. Do you, do you use the Xbox app very much? Did you know achievements were missing from the Xbox app? No, I did not know achievements were missing from the Xbox app. I put it up to maybe check uh, who's online. And that's about it. To spy on me. To spy on you. Maybe, <laughs> I, th- I think I have set a download from there once or twice, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, no, I did not know achievements <laughs> was missing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I uh, I wouldn't have known, um, but I did like just by coincidence. Like the other like week, 
I booted it up. I don't even know what I was looking at. I was. Looking, I think it's because it's like um, on the quests, on the Games Pass quest that you know you can do to get Microsoft rewards and stuff. Um, I needed to get an achievement, and I just I wasn't at my Xbox, so I just wanted to have a quick look. Like, is there an achievement I'm really close to doing that I can just hop on before the day ends and then just do it? Um, and I was like, I was going through it for ages. I was like, where the fuck are achievements? Like, <laughs> there can't not be achievements in here. Like, you drove me <laughs> mad. Um, and it, so as it turns out, yeah, they, they were they had taken them off. They were to begin with. And that's what made me feel mad because they did used to be there. Yeah, um, <laughs> and they took it away. Uh, but now they're back. Yeah, for some reason they thought, they didn't need them there, but now they're back. Um, so good job, everyone. We <laughs> we, we did, did a long. It. We could look at our something. Yeah, achievements on the go. It's amazing. It. Yeah. So, so we, which is something we always want to do. Uh, I always want to just, you know, yeah. at at the bar. One hundred percent Dark Souls two. Have a look. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, coming home with me. Should <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I like your your face taxi off. or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is um yeah, that's that's twelve that's, twelve and Apex Legends. <laughs> that's next gen. No, nah, that is really. <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. No it is. That's that's it's where amazing. it's at. Um achievements yeah. back. Woohoo. Um Thanks. fantastic. Um I, so I guess kind of and this is something that's funny that's happened sort of well, I mean I guess you can tell me what you think, but you know, PlayStation started up this uh, this play at home program um, when when COVID started. Uh, I think I want to say like April last year, April, maybe a bit later, maybe May or June, um, and that was supposed to be coming to an end uh, March this year. So you know, it was essentially just they were just giving away free games. Lovely, lovely little initiative. Um, and in the, in the in the extension, you know, they've added these lists of games that we've got here: Abzu, Enter the Gungeon, uh, Res Infinite, Subnautica, The Witness, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Moss Thumper, Paper Beast, uh, and Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition as well, which is obviously really really nice. Yeah. What do you think about that? Does that look at all familiar to you? A list of free games <sighs> that you get with a subscription. It doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't ring any, any bells. No. I don't know, but it's no. it's some kind of I don't know how you call it some kind of like pass, like pass. for games. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really, but worse, but but worse. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I yeah. mean it's it's pretty clear that it just copy pasted. Um, and they're they're going for a very similar. But I mean, I don't know what Moss Thumper or Paper Beast are, so I'm Neither not feeling I. too great <laughs> right now. But... <laughs> right. Sound good? I'd play Paper Beast. I'd play the fuck out of Moss. I'd oh. play Subnautica and I'd play Enter the Gungeon and oh, I'd Subnautica probably sick. play Horizon. That's it. That's it. But yeah, cool. It's a nice, it's, I mean, it's a nice little, um, it's a nice little thing, and I just thought it was interesting because yeah. I think that, I mean, of course, this isn't like I don't know if you actually get these, like if you have to have PS Plus to get them, or if you actually get them for free. Um, I don't know, but it's there has been like a marked effort from Sony to like provide more on some of their services, um, and you know, 
a lot of people will view that as as like a direct competition to Games Pass. And I, I know it's mm-hmm. not. They don't have it in a consolidated way, so they're just doing it in dribs and drabs. Like their PS Plus games for the last few months have been fucking very very good um and now they've extended you know the player home program and also on the launch of ps5 they had it was called like the playstation collection or something wasn't it do you remember that and like you could um play a bunch of games that were on ps4 for free yeah Um, yeah i think i do including i I think horizon was one of them um i want to say spider-man was maybe one of them maybe it wasn't days gone was i i can't remember the whole list but it was it monster hunter was as well but anyway, there has been like a, I think, clear marked effort to try and like provide some competition to Games Pass, um, which is kind of everyone and everyone wins kind of situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They can thank uh, they can thank Microsoft for that one. Uh, mm. the, yeah. them getting all this free stuff now. Absolutely. It'll be nice yeah. to see if it. Well, it'll be interesting to see if they if they keep going with that and where that goes. Sort of, you know, this time next year, for the next few years. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. There was a um, a Dying Light two, uh, like like re reveal a Dying Light two video. I don't really know what to call it because it was just a bit weird. Did you see it? I did. Yeah. Did you think it was a bit weird? <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> it, it 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 was a bit odd. It was just like a we're still here. Half right. the video was like angry tweets, and like that was yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It, it it was a bit weird. It was kind of just like um, save save that sixty quid that's burning a hole in your pocket because we're still here at, at some yeah. point in the future. I um, I I guess maybe they saw like a bit of like negative PR PR beginning to swirl online, and they were like, oh, actually, maybe we should just like like these rumors are getting a bit out of control of the game, yeah, and things like that. Exactly. Yeah. I think I think maybe the um, the silence just had to be broken. Um, it just yeah. got a little bit out of hand, um, which is fair enough because they were dead to the world for a very long time. Um, yeah. But yeah, and they did show I a mean, little bit more gameplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which looked good. Looked right. Yeah, looked yeah. pretty good. Um, I can't. You know, it's it, it's good. It's good to know they're still. You know alive and kicking and, uh, and the game's on its way and this year as well yeah. um they're That's still the sticking to their guns for this year yeah because the, they're like yeah we're not going to give you a release date but it is still this year and it's like yeah. well we're in we're april, we're running out april. Months, bro. yeah <laughs> um yeah it'll so, be very very late won't it it'll be like i mean maybe maybe they'll go for like a halloween sort of release maybe yeah so it's pretty late in the year and you know it is a zombie sort of horror game but they'll be wanting to dodge november because of a lot of big hitters always come out in november but you know halo is is meant to be coming out november um Mm. so i mean we'll see but it was just a bit of an odd video but i'm glad the game is still in development because um i mean i am really looking forward to dying like too the gameplay looks really good yeah for sure and the yeah the first game was incredible i I loved the first game um, really blew my expectations out of the water. I kind of went in not expecting much with the uh, with Dying Light, um, and it was yeah, it was fantastic. In some poetic way, Dying Light One is less dead than Dying Light Two at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it's actually quite thriving, isn't it? It's it's, it's in a really <laughs> yeah. good place. It has been it for is, ages. Yeah. It's had some very good post um, post game support. Um, yeah, no, yeah, Dying Light Two is 
more alive than dying like no dying like one yeah. is more alive than dying like two yeah absolutely so in a big win for the quick resume podcast there was in fact um an xbox event scheduled for march 26th which is exactly what we said last week um i mean um i literally just go on the internet i spend a lot of time reading stuff but we yeah. said it and um we said the right thing so yeah. so well, i don't know welcome. why we don't have a hundred thousand subs that's really <laughs> where i'm confused yeah exactly um, smash that subscribe button yeah <laughs> sorry or we'll stop leaking yeah information stop leaking what other people have already leaked we're just kind yeah. of like the the bucket under the leak <laughs> oh yeah exactly yeah the quick resume bucket us. the leak bucket um but it looks to be like we did say when we spoke about this, we did say it wouldn't it wasn't gonna be a big games um conference. We just said it was gonna be supposedly it was gonna be a quote unquote future of gaming event. This wasn't that apparently. Um this is something else, uh uh according to a few people um in the Twitter sphere. Um but it's gonna be an indie showcase, um, including a couple of, of games that are fairly high profile, like the Ascent, um, which is kind of that Diablo esque twin stick shooter cyberpunk thing that they showed off last May, and they've been dead silent ever since. Uh, second extinction, which is the four player cop. Uh, Ooh, Dinosaur looking yeah. ass one. Uh, Stalker two is another one. This is just off the top of my head. Stalker two is another one which they're gonna show a bit more of, which is kind of that follow up to the cult classic Stalker. Um and they're is something else, I believe, but uh, yeah, but it, overall, it looks like it'll be pretty cool. But they've you know, they prefaced it by saying it's an indie showcase, so don't get your hopes up for anything too big. Um, it's I think it's just a bit of fun for the indie team to sort of show off what's coming, yeah, yeah, no, it's cool. Um, yeah, oh, I, I like um, all the uh, ID um, Xbox stuff. Uh, I remember when it was like first um, bought in. It was really cool. They always make like really hype, like trailers and shows and stuff like that. Yeah, and, the sizzle uh, reels. They always do. Really yeah, good yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of of um, some some indie games and stuff like that. Some of them are some of my most played of uh, last year and this year and stuff like that. So yeah, pretty hyped yeah. to see what's what's coming up for that. Definitely, I'll probably be tuning Absolutely. in. I think it'll be a nice sort of. Um an aperitif uh before before summer before xbox's uh e3 event you know a little taste, yeah you know mm, yeah so let's get warm nice, nice warm-up yeah nice warm-up um and i guess there's our final two points uh for the day I, I, one of them i just wanted to skim, o- skim over because i literally added it to the notes when we took our uh, our little quick break in the middle of the show earlier um gotham knights got delayed to 2022 um from Warner Bros. I don't know the exact developer actually, but uh, that was that's the two-player, two or three-player co-op one. You know, featuring the different um, DC um, Superboys and Supergirls. Yeah. Um, which I personally think looks really great, but I know a lot of the internet has a real yeah boner for for a lot of these co-op multiplayer games. Um, they... so a lot of people are quite happy about this. Yeah, they really... They, I remember Psychopath. when the trailer came out. Yeah, the trailer came out. They got fucking skinned alive. It's like, these guys have put a lot of work into this. It actually looks quite good. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And we, we, can have, we can have a universe, guys, where single-player DC games exist and multiplayer DC games. Like, that, no. it's not mutually exclusive. Think of it as a multiverse. <laughs> you, might, you might get it that way. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, it's so, it's it's, it's a shame to see it. But you know, if it got delayed for for reasons it, it needed to to um to be at the state they wanted it to be for launch, then so be it. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah, COVID do be COVID in. Exactly. Um. Right, and I'm moving on to our final final uh, bit for the day. Um. There's been a lot of chitter and a lot of chatter, uh, particularly after the, the Square Enix event that we just had um, earlier in the week. Um, after the Aveng- Avengers got shown, I think they um, they dropped a update around uh, like performance mode, re- resolution modes, and all of that. Um, there's been a lot of difficulty, so because to play it on the better mode, or rather, should I say, like next gen optimized, they've made next gen optimized versions, and this is uh, we spoke about smart delivery uh, a few weeks ago, but um there's been huge amounts of confusion from a lot of uh, playstation players about how the fuck you get the playstation 5 game a lot of people have been have deleted their saves by accident because of the the process is just really not straightforward um Mm. and i think you know this is obviously running in parallel to to xbox's smart delivery which i think and you know initially a lot of people thought it was a bit of a gimmick or a buzzword but it, it turns out actually it's um it's saving save files you know, this is it's yeah. So it's it's kind of a big deal. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, a game like Marvel as uh, the the Avengers as well. It's like a proper like Jesus. It, it, if you had your save game deleted on that and you play that quite a lot, like it's a proper like loot grinding game and stuff like that. Like yeah. you could have lost a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, that's, it's upsetting to think. Is it not that. retrievable in any way, or is none of that sort of being disclosed? I, I don't know. I imagine there's probably a way to contact, uh, you know, the Avengers team and see if there's anything that like if I can get I'm a backup sure or whatever. A, but yeah, I'm sure there's a cloud backup somewhere. But ju- yeah. just to read to, to the listener, just to read what the Twitter has advised to do when they've, um, so like Jeff Keighley even messaged, messaged them jokingly. <laughs> Jeff Keighley, the guy who hosts um, the the um, video game awards every year, um. Because it's just it's kind of a bit confusing, and so this is and this is how the the Twitter responded. They said, "How to migrate, migrate? How to migrate your save from PS4 to PS5? Launch the fully patched PS4 version and go to the save migration tab on the main menu to initiate the upload. Once the migration is done, launch the PS5 version where you'll be prompted to download the data. Even if you have the PS4 and PS5 version of the game on the same console, save migration is necessary to boot the save on the PS5 version. You'll need to download the latest update from the PS4 version so you can download the PS5." version if you're running the version of the ps4 game that has not been updated you won't see the save migration tab and won't be able to transfer save data like jesus christ i just want to play on ps5 i just want to play avengers on ps5 jesus christ so like there are some instances where people are like going to transfer the data and then they're deleting they have to delete the ps4 version for the for the ps4 sorry for the ps5 even i'm getting fucking confused for the ps5 to pick up on oh like we're playing this on the ps5 now not in backwards compatibility mode um and then before before the migration is complete so the save data doesn't transfer over and then gets lost in the in the gamer realm that's that's so stupid that tweet's stupid (laughs) isn't it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is so convoluted what is that it's i like horrible. oh my god man it's like it's easy guys it's easy just follow this this guide this essay i've just wrote my dissertation on how to migrate your ps4 file yeah, to ps5 exactly. 
my goodness. So, well, after reading that, my I'm yeah, I'm so grateful for smart delivery. It's yeah, they need to get something. They need to get smart delivery in place or something, some equivalent. I mean, because this is um this has led to a couple of journalists like going taking to Twitter and saying that someone needs to make like a, you know an equivalent of the, of the PS4 that this is how you share games video back in the day um yeah when xbox famously announced that you couldn't share physical games um and a couple of people have already stitched something together but you know i think it's um and it's not as bad or as because sony will patch this but but i mean it's something they won't be able to do immediately you know i imagine we'll see in the next six months but it's it's still just painful you know it's a shame it's a shame yeah for sure yeah it sucks my condolences to anyone who lost their Avengers so far. Yeah, anyone who lost Mignogna, I'm really sorry. God. Hopefully you can get it back. Yes. If you're um, if you're pure, no. What, what is it? What do you what do you have worthy. to do to hold Mignogna? If you're worthy, worthy. If you're pure. Yeah. That's that's what their support team at Avengers said. It's like, are you worthy <laughs> for your save game yeah, file? Yeah. I don't know. Then hold your hand out. It will come back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Well, that's good. That, that's, that sort of summarizes everything from the episode today. Um, thanks for sticking with us all the way through. Uh, Tim, do you have anything to add before we wrap up? As, as I'm aware, I've kind of just jumped down your throat saying it's the end of the episode. Though. Yeah, I didn't know it was the end. Um, it's the end, mate. Yeah, all it's gone. the end. Um, no, I mean, no, nothing from me, um, to be honest. That's, yeah. <laughs> Sweet, good Nothing input. From me. All right. End of the episode. <laughs> what was I supposed to say? <laughs> I don't understand. On, sort of... like a goodbye right. or something? Yeah. G- goodbye. <laughs> made yeah. it weird now. And no, right. I'm not making it weird. No, it's, it's always it's always been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you, and um, it's been a good episode. We talked to, about some some pretty great stuff. So um, yeah, it's been a busy week, man. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, probably the highlight for me, um, for, for, for the week of news, maybe we should do like a personal highlight of the week for us. <laughs> Don't get carried you know, away. This is mean, a pretty lovely good, idea. Yeah. Is, <laughs> yeah, is, is definitely the outriders coming to, um, games pass. That was cool. Oh yeah. That's huge. It's huge. Yeah. I am. I'm I'm excited for the for the event on the 26th. Um, always excited to see what's coming next. And this game's like second extension, um, which I'm really buzzing to yeah. see. Um, yeah, that looks cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Well, there you go. That, that's, that's it for me. That's our that's our, okay. that's our ending. Um, thanks, guys. Uh, pleasure as always. Um, this has been Quick Resume signing off. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.